What's the film about? What's it really about? What genre does it hit? What, what, like, a, it's like, a, like the spine? The spine, Like one sentence? Like no, I don't fucking, boy meets girl, I don't give a shit about that. Fuck boy meets girl, fuck motorcycle movie. No, what is really being said? What's really being seen? That's what you're talking about. Because the whole idea, man, is subversion. You want subversion on a massive level. You know what one of the greatest fucking scripts ever written in the history of Hollywood is? What? Top Gun. Oh, come on. Top Gun is fucking great. What is Top Gun? You think it's a story about a bunch of fighter pilots? Yeah, it's about a bunch of guys waving their dicks around. It is a story about a man's struggle with his own homosexuality. That's serious. That is what Top Gun is about, man. You've got Maverick, all right? He's on the edge, man. He's right on the fucking line, all right? And you've got Iceman and all his crew. Right. They're gay. And they, are, they represent the gay man, right. all right? And they're saying, go. Go the gay way. Go the gay way. He could go both ways. What about Kelly McGillis? Kelly McGillis, she's, she's, she's heterosexuality. She's saying, no, 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 no. Go the normal way. Play by the rules. Go the normal way. And they're saying, no, go the gay way. Be the gay way. Go for the gay way. All right, that is what's going on throughout that whole movie. Top men at the end of Raiders, though. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. We gotta go to summer camp. It's a summer camp tournament sports movie set in the air. You uh, you saw this movie once as a kid. You got sick. Mom put it on for you. Oh, that story. Yeah. Restless. I thought it was fine. No, no, but that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, well, no. It's just like years later. I don't remember how we were like, we said we wanted to, I think some Tom Cruise, I think I really fell in love with Mission Impossible. Very young age, I fell in love MI3. with Mission Impossible. MI3. MI1 for me. I saw MI1. Uh, MI1. I saw MI1 and I was like, oh, this is awesome. I learned there was a bunch. I saw all, all the Mission Impossibles. And then later in life, I fell in love with the later ones. But uh, I remember my mom was just like, Tom Cruise terrible guy but it's you know he did that he did that brooke shields interview and he yeah so, so she keeps talking about the brooke shields interview but the thing for me is just this i'm like there's a lot of things to hate about tom cruise the brooke shields is just not even on the top of the i don't list. know anybody i don't know anybody saying that you could be his scientology the way he treated his multiple wives yeah i'm like i'm like ma what about nicole kidman but he's talking about like post depression pills like, yeah that's no, what she's pissed about yeah that's my issue <laughs> Like, you know, like there's so many issues. Like, yo, Mel Gibson, Ron Polanski. Oh, it's amazing movies. I love them all. But when it comes to Tom Cruise, there is no leeway in the matter at all. It's just, it's wild to me. But it just, you know, we love the art our, our, our separation thing, but it doesn't matter. Are we recording right now? We're recording right now. Oh, shit. I didn't even know. That's the beauty of podcasting <laughs> right you, there. You did it without even, you, you, you put the record button without even telling me. Yeah.
the craziest thing about the movie is that I, I'm trying to follow along who's winning. There's no parameters. To oh no way! There's one time they'd say like, "Tom Cruise, you're like you're only two points behind." I'm like, yeah, they're flying, and he's like, "The runnings are close." It's uh, you have Tom Skerritt being like, "We're close, guys." Iceman's at a little bit ahead of, of Tom Cruise. I'm like, when were you gonna like? Who's gonna keep track of score? And then I love it. Like at the end of the movie, he's like, "You know what? You made enough, you made enough points to pass." You just, you just gotta walk on the stage. So graduation. Two- I'm like, what do you mean? How many points did he need to pass? No, but like, how do you get a point? Because it feels like they're doing different jobs and different objectives pretty much every time. Well, as I've as I've said, there's the guys like who are behind uh, the the plane, and you're like, what the hell are they doing? Oh yeah, you watch the movie because it would make sense, you know, if they were like shooting. Yeah, I would get it, but no, they don't shoot. They don't fly. So in real life, it makes sense, right? And I feel like in real life, you you you'd get. They would have ability to steer the plane. Yeah, but they don't have that in this. No, in this, they don't, you know, Goose is just there for, for witty remarks and for, like, looking. Like, oh, no, there's actually a couple more planes Yeah, but, no, but, there, but other times, I feel like Tom Cruise still has a better sight of everything. Tom yeah, because he has, like, nothing's blocking yeah, his Yeah, Tom is like, ah, I see it. I see it. And I'm like, what's yeah, going Goose, on here? Goose has got, yeah, they, they tell Goose in the beginning of the movie, you're lucky to even be here. And you're like, yeah, you are because you do nothing in this. Yeah, movie. I'm just like, I guess if like Hollywood, what the hell is Hollywood doing for for Iceman? Nothing. I mean, that's why I don't. Everybody thinks the goose death is so crazy. I don't necessarily. I think it's so abrupt in the movie, the goose death. I don't care about it. By much. I, I understand. Like in the '80s, I'm there in the theaters. I'm like, oh, they actually killed off a guy. That's great stuff. Yeah, I could. It's crazy because a guy like Goose is not being killed off today. Yeah. Especially because a movie like this has potential for more sequels. Well, also, just in a normal movie, you're not, like, you're not killing a guy off. Like, that's what I love about uh, Speed. You know, you're killing off Jeff Daniels halfway through the movie. And you're like, wait. Should have If you killed off Sandra Bullock in that movie, it'd be an all-timer, I think. Like, it would be, like, a real all-timer. That's, 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 the, the death of Jeff, da- of Jeff Daniels does that. I, I rewatch Speed Out. I've, I've, but if you, if you kill off Sandra Bullock in like a crazy way and then, you know, Keanu's got to go full aggro for the, like the but like last he ca- act. He, he, he does because she gets captured. He does go full aggro. Yeah, but you, you just kill her off. Like you do like, like Dark Knight did a good job of killing off Rachel and that's good motivation for the rest of the movie. Right? But then you don't get time, then you don't get Speed 2 on a boat. Speed 2, Speed Harder, you know, like with, Die Hard with, 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, but for some reason, without Keanu, it's just like, it's... It the, couldn't get Keanu. It's the most ridiculous. Keanu was like, I'm not doing a sequel. Again, I don't like, I don't care about the fighter pilot stuff. The stuff they do with the actual pilots is sick. Like, uh, in the beginning, him having a nervous meltdown. That's great stuff. Like, I don't care about it until he has the meltdown. He's like, oh, this dude cannot drive this plane. Like, he I'm actually like, cannot do I'm it. I'm like, there is no way he's making this landing. When he made the landing. I thought they were going to die. I they, forgot what happened. When they made the landing, I was like, nah, 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 nah. They, they are not making that landing. They're going to do a little Revenge of the Sith move, uh, you know, when he, when, he, when he lines his plane up with him. To get yeah. the scabbard. I thought he was going to go under and like guide his plane to like uh, the landing spot. Well, do you know what's also epic? Like at the end when he's like, um, I want to do a drive by. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be staying in that plane for as long as possible. Let's just do a drive by. 
Yeah, and the things I didn't care is like the the bureaucracy of like these these are thirty million dollar planes. I'm like, I don't care. The movie doesn't care about that. Like no, all the the, the gov the government had to let you know that these are expensive pieces yeah. of machinery. No, what like what the movie cares about is like all the prep work to get the planes actually in the air. Because like that's how the whole movie starts, and it's awesome. Because you're like, oh, we're here in I don't even know which freaking sea is this Indian Ocean. Is the Indian Ocean? Apparently, they're going to war with the Russians. It's like okay, so these are MIGs sound mad Russian. I'm guessing they're Russian planes. Alex, Alex, like, don't worry about the like the the wars in a Jerry Bruckheimer production. It it was these these screenplays are are written completely off cocaine. Like, it's just it's the only explanation for these Jerry Bruckheimer movies. Works. They worked. It's the eighties. Most movies were written off cocaine. It like, works. Be honest with one Bruckheimer, he does it again. He had this, the National Treasure movie. Oh, that's Turtle Top. That's on That's it. Turtle Top. No, Bruckheimer definitely produced that. He though. definitely produced that. He, Bru- Bruckheimer doesn't direct. He only he produces. Yeah, I know. He'd be a terrible director. Yeah, he'd be a terrible director. You remember that, that community line where uh, Shirley is just like that Bruckheimer. Master of filmmaking and storytelling, right? <laughs> and then Avet is just like you're a terrible person. You're a terrible. You are a terrible person. That's awesome. Oh my god! What you should have done was land your plane. You don't own that plane. The taxpayers do. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. You've been busted. You lost your qualifications as section leader three times. Put in hack twice by me, with a history of high speed passes over five air controlled towers. And one admiral's daughter. Penny Benjamin. And you, asshole. You're lucky to be here. Thank you, sir. And let's not bullshit, Maverick. Your family name ain't the best in the Navy. You need to be doing it better and cleaner than the other guy. Now, what is it with you? Just want to serve my country. Be the best fighter pilot in the Navy, sir. Don't screw around with me, Maverick. You're a hell of an instinctive pilot. Maybe too good. I'd like to bust your butt, but I can't. I got another problem here. I gotta send somebody from this squadron to Miramar. I gotta do something here. I, I, I still can't believe it. I gotta give you your dream shot. I'm gonna send you up against the best. You two characters are going to Top Gun. For five weeks, you're gonna fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You were number two, Cougar was number one. Cougar lost it, turned in his wings. You guys are number one. You remember one thing. You screw up just this much, you'll be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. Yes, sir. That is all. You can tell me about the mix some other time. Gentlemen. Good luck, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Why are the MiGs... Why are they being sent to fight the MiGs after they graduate, too? Oh, it's so weird. It's like you literally, they just graduated. There's not a single other pilot you could get for this. Also, it's hysterical because like you're there and then there's like 24 hours later on the Eastern Sea. And I'm like, what? Like, we're but just here now? They, I don't understand. Are they, are they students? Are they just in this tournament? Or are they like actual fighters? Like how long? Does- oh, yeah, no, no, no. They're, it's, um, so my understanding, it's like supposed to be like, he's like four years in the service. Like, four years into his fighter piloting? Yeah, four years out of the yeah, 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 yeah. Like four years. So then how old is Carrie Gillis? Carrie McGillis's character? I don't know. Well, she's like, like, she I'm like, supposed to understand she's like a PhD, right? She's like in her 30s, and yeah. he's like 28 or something? Yeah. Like 35? 
Yeah, I believe it. I believe that. Yeah, I mean, Karen McGillis is... I mean, my take is that she's a Russian spy in this movie. <laughs> what? Because she's, like, drawing in... Like, I don't know why she's on the date with that older guy, or if they even were on a date to begin with, but it was a weird situation. Like, that was her, like... Uh, that was her guy working for the Russian uh, government. She has a date with that guy. It's really working for the Russian mob. Mm-hmm. Then she goes to the bathroom, and, you know, she's just kind of like... I don't know if I can do this, right? So she stays in the bathroom with him to get information. This is an information plug. Oh, God. So, so you know most of her scenes were added on in post, right? Were they? Oh, yeah. So basically, uh, they did a bunch of testing for this movie, and people were like, why doesn't he end up with the girl? And like they just wanted more stuff there. So this, Yeah, they um, wanted a sex scene. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so they added the sex scene. No, they wanted like nudity. No, they added the sex scene. They added, I think, the last scene. No, but they wanted nudity, and then Tony Scott's just like, nah. Well, Tony Scott, have we... Have, did, I don't know when you started recording. Did we already do the whole Tony Scott's gay bit? Nah, we didn't do that bit. We're only like 10 minutes in. Oh, okay. Oh, so you just started recording. I, I don't know. But um, the whole thing is that this movie is super gay. Like, we should really get into this. Uh, um, the One whole- second, though. Carrie Gillis, how are the, what scenes were added in post? Oh, I know. I'm going to get into that. Well, the whole thing is that the uh, the scene with her in the elevator, the, uh, the end scene and the sex scene. That's only three scenes. Uh, she They only have like six, seven scenes together. Yeah, but she's in like a good amount of the movie. Well, yeah, right? but we're talking about scenes where it's just the two of them. So who was at who? Oh, they just added in extra scenes. Yeah, they, yeah, they added in the extra scenes. Because I... Now, I'm wondering, because I've heard basically in... In post, when they were doing the testing, people were like, why doesn't he end up with the girl? But we, um, we after a lot of research we just did, apparently, Tony Scott was gay. And it's always been joked about, specifically by uh, Tarantino, that like this movie is like one of the gayest movies ever made. You can look up this clip online, search Tarantino, um, Top Gun. And you're going to see, he gives the whole um, three-minute spiel explaining exactly how gay this movie is and how it's like, trying to get Iceman to, like, go over to the gay side with Tom Cruise. No, it's no. It's great stuff. Iceman is the gay one. No. That's no, what I think. No. No, Alex, all this talk about how dangerous um Tom Cruise is, that's because it's, like, it's dangerous to be gay. No, you understand, but I think... I, I, the way I'm looking at it is that Iceman's the gay one. That's right? the, he's, he's trying to pull. No, no, he no. he's trying to see if Tom Cruise is gay. Alex, no, it's it's he's the, queer baiting. No, him. no, no. That I, I don't even know if I use queer baiting I'm, correctly. I'm, yeah, I don't know, Alex. Let, let me explain this to you. Yeah. The idea is that like everybody at Top Gun is supposed to be like super gay. Even yeah. Tom Scarrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 just like this, this is like the, the outward like look of it. The it's idea a stash that, like that. So that, so basically, the allegory is that all this whole like um. Tom, Tom Cruise, you're like, you're, you're so dangerous because, you know, is he, is he's okay with like being out. He's okay with like, you know, having unprotected sex. It's all these things. And that's why they're talking about how dangerous When did they is. talk about unprotected sex? No, this, this, no, this, that's supposed to be the allegory. This talk of him being so dangerous because they're constantly. Oh, tell- I understand what you're saying, but where, where do we get into the unprotected sex part of it? Because it's. AIDS is still a big deal in the eighties. What are we talking about? So yeah. No, no, I, I understand AIDS. It's, it's, what, it's no, no one's saying it out. In yeah, the but open. why did we even talk about unprotected? Like, where was that in the context of the conversation? I'm just, I just made the explanation for you. You're making this, it again for me. All right, this lost I, on me. This idea of your being, you're dangerous. I understand. You're too dangerous. That is symbolism for you know 
the AIDS epidemic. Yeah, I get the yeah. Unpre- yes, that's what okay, I'm talking about. Okay, I got it. Yes, yeah, you it. get it. You. I thought you meant gay, being gay in terms of like culturally and like what that does. No, to you. no, no. I also mean like it's like it's, literally it's, dangerous. Yeah, no, it's like it's it's literally like phys- dangerous. physically dangerous. Yeah, well, because guys are actually dying out. Yeah, there. No, I got that's, it. That's and that's they're trying to say that's an allegory, right? Oh, we died in the streets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly the al. It's it's all right there. The idea is that you know. I hear what you're saying. He's maverick. I understand where you're drawing that from. But Iceman is clearly the guy trying to instigate the gay relationship. Well, well, no. The, the whole thing is that Iceman's trying to be like my guy. Like we're all gay here, but we're not. We're not out like that about it. And and you know he's maverick. He doesn't play by the rules. Where I'm trying yeah, to be but, out like that about it. Iceman is inst- wants to have sex with him in front yeah, of everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maverick is like nah. I'm good, buddy. I'm kind of bi, all right? And that's the way I'm going to Oh, oh, okay. See, um, but, he, but but he's more out than any of them are. I, I think Iceman's more out. No, no, because Iceman wouldn't do this whole show tunes thing in a bar. That's a, that's a Maverick. Yeah, I think Maverick, Iceman wouldn't do it Ma- because... Maverick is, without a doubt, the, like, the gayest of them all. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing, you know, this whole idea of the to- um, that Tarantino talks about, you know, uh, the way that Tarantino explains it, it's that Tom Cruise is the gay one. He's trying to get Iceman to go on the side yeah, of the gay. See, I just, I see it the other way around. He, I see Iceman as the as as gay, right? And he's just trying to pull in. But Cruise. that's not the allegory of the film. That's not- I understand that, but I just see that as the actual like great. I understand the allegory of the film, but it's not shown on screen. Well no, enough. I'm saying what you're saying is not shown on screen. Yeah, Iceman's constantly instigating him and co- trying to poke his buttons. Actually, no, what. What he keeps saying Would is... Would a guy who's trying to not get in a relationship do that bite thing? Oh. No. Come on, he <laughs> no, does the no, no. bite. But yes, but also listen to the words he's saying. He keeps talking about... He's the one that's constantly talking about how dangerous he is. Yeah. He's dangerous because of how gay he is. That's the. That's what he's saying. He's dangerous because he'll he'll kill a man before yes, he's admitted wrong. But that's also. But the, I'm trying I to say it, that I gets it. all into the... Al- Look, I understand the allegory for it and it makes sense... On paper, but on screen. On screen, it makes total sense. Now, on screen, it makes sense that Iceman. I, I feel like we lost like so many people with this. Iceman is trying to pull him into the to the. No. To the. No. Yeah, because listen, listen, listen. Iceman didn't like Maverick for a good reason, right? He didn't like Maverick because he put people in danger. He didn't follow protocol. Yes. Right. So he is trying to say, hey, hey, be gay like us. Oh, be our kind of gay. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sounds so okay. stupid. Yeah, but it's, it's, this, this is like such a dumb conversation. <laughs> but that's what he's trying to do. That's the goal, all right? Carrie McGillis is totally a Russian spy as well. I don't know how you know. I don't know. I, do you I've not ne- see that, by the I've way? No, I've never even heard of this. Because when I'm watching the movie, they didn't really explain why she's with that older guy for a reason. He's working for the Russian mob. Or so he's working for the Russian uh, uh, <laughs> government or whatever. Whatever. Tom Cruise asexual. What are we calling here? In the movie in or life, real life? Because the only I'll tell you two people he has really good chemistry with on screen: Bill Hader in *Tropic Thunder*, because <laughs> they're obviously doing something there, and it's for power more than it is anything else. But and Emily Blunt and Andrew Tomorrow, I think he had, good, he had a good. That actually is some of the most charisma he's ever had on screen. You know life. why though? It's Emily Blunt because it's not a romantic relationship. It's not. Right? But That's, it is, but it's not. No, no, because their main goal is to, they have to get this done. Yeah. Right. They don't have enough time to have sex. Well, it, it's not a. 
it's not a romantic, but it's a it's a physical relationship. It's just more action based. Yeah, but I'm saying like, they don't have enough time to have sex. Yeah, yeah. They don't All right. Well, well. Also, it's the whole you know he knows her so Happens much be, better than she knows. They him. have enough time to have sex because they'll just die. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. No, I'm wrong. But, but like Emily Blunt's not going to do it. That's the whole point. You know, Emily, Emily Blunt like, learns who he is every time. So. Oh yeah, she's never gonna have sex with him. Because yeah, of that. that's the whole point. She would never because she just meets him for the first time she every does just day. Meet him. But yeah, uh, Bill Hader, he has I think the best on screen for like that's a, for like a partner you're, in Tropic Thunder. Like, Les Grossman. Well, I've never seen Days of Thunder, but you're supposed to believe him is in Nicole Kidman's. Uh, yeah, but we've seen Eyes Wide Shut. Well, yeah, but that, but that, but that's post. You know what I mean? That's not when they first meet. That's the whole thing. You know, that's the whole thing in movies. They always say like. The the best is always the movie before you know they're they're in a relationship when they first meet and that's that's when the sparks are the most on screen. Is that way Deep Water with Anna de Armas and Ben Affleck was garbage? Yeah, they well no, they were mid relationship during that. No, no, so. if you watch that movie, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. I've not life. seen it. I have no plans to watch it. Couldn't stand through three. First of all, there's not one like real sex scene in that whole movie. If you're no? gonna, if you're gonna like if you're gonna like market a movie as being like really sexy have like one sex yeah scene. i assumed it was like a bunch of sex like they're marketing uh they're marketing well the blonde movie with anna darmus where she's like really going well on. they're basically marketing this movie as like yeah hard nc-17 anna darmus there's like if you're if you don't walk away from this movie offended we we didn't make this movie. no that's the that's the crimes and misdemeanors no no Cronenberg no, no, movie. no no they, they, that's they, the cronenberg they, movie no, no, talking that's, about. No, that's more for it being gross they've also said about um they've actually said the exact same things about this movie i mean because listen they, our they've generation said people will be offended by maryland and listen us and millennials have no real connection to maryland so you can do whatever you want i don't yeah think, i don't think anybody's gonna give a crap yeah yeah you could you could really go wherever you want like our it. parents may care but who cares right but I mean, like they don't have they have like a rerun relationship with marilyn monroe they didn't like see her see yeah, it's not her. like mad men where they're all crying in the office when marilyn kills herself that's yeah not, that's not what it is i agree uh every character tom craze including this one he plays a character who's the best at his job but he's just an asshole and being an asshole is his number one problem every job listen I... Jer uh, jerry Maguire, he's really good at his job but he's a dick right Jack Reacher, Mission Impossible, Color of Money. He's the best pool player on the planet. Yeah. I'm but he's an asshole. Well, even, yeah, Tropic Thunder, he's an asshole producer, but he's the best in the game. Well, he, he doesn't have an issue in, in. He just had, the problem is, is that he was, uh. No, he's he's an asshole. But that's not the problem in the movie. The no, problem is Ben Stiller gets captured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's like, but that's the dynamic. That's the character. The movie. Yeah, it's the character. Right? I mean, I think my favorite Tom Cruise performance is none of these, though. It's got to be collateral. Ooh, you're a massive collateral. Huge guy. collateral guy. Collateral's awesome. It's he's a villain and he's a serial killer and he's got the most philosophical Tom Cruise performance I've ever seen. I like that. I'm a I you know I got a color of money. No, I love color of money, but uh, the reason I go back to color of money is not for Tom Cruise. Right, right. right. Um, Newman and Scorsese. Yeah, it's that. Newman and Scorsese. Like Tom Cruise is a like, the werewolf of London scene in. Uh, in Heart Eight is great, but it's also it's just like the way that uh, Scorsese shoots Tom Cruise. You're just like he's just like I got a guy doing all these shots for real. You can tell you can tell that like he's just like in love with filming Tom Cruise. So what's up? Top of your head, best uh, best Tom Cruise performance. All Presidents Men, big All Presidents. Few good men. A few good men. All Presidents Men. A few yeah. good men. Big fan, not as big of a fan of. Uh, First of all, a few good men. Another one of those characters. Yeah, he's a dick, but he's the best goddamn yeah, yeah, lawyer in the yeah. world. I I might have to go with a few good men. Few good men, but best cruise movie. 
It might be the best Cruise movie. Is that where, that's where he won his Oscar? You never won an Oscar? You never, that's where he was nominated, though, right? No. No? Am I wrong? Uh, was nominated for two or three times. I know he was nominated for 4th of July. Born yeah, on the 4th, of, the 4th July. of July. Some people say that's the best performance. And he was nominated... Hard disagree there. And he was nominated for Magnolia. Right, which, right, right. Which right. might be as a... We're talking about as like a dramatic performance. Might be like... You know, in terms of like oscar that might be his best performance that way. And the, the problem... I mean, I'm just not a huge Magnolia guy. I, I you you can't deny he's I can't deny I'm giving I'm I'm taking collateral though easily as I, I I totally get it um I just collateral's not my favorite movie ooh yeah collateral's one of my favorites of two thousand movies yeah you're you're much bigger you're you're much bigger collateral guy than me what what, what do I like? I mean we we well I, I I but Alex like we're just talking about Tom Cruise performances just Tropic Thunder what he's oh I obviously know but what he's though doing. Like especially in these these past three Mission Impossible, in terms of a physical performance, he's not like emotional beats. Who cares a fuck about that? He is like, I'm gonna punch these guys. I'm gonna fly these planes. Like, let's look at what he's doing for for Top Gun Two. He's he's actually flying the airplane. But he's also, he, which is good about him because he grew up in a different generation. Is that he's not afraid to lose a fight in a movie. He's not. He's not. He's or yeah. he'll die in a movie. He'll lose the movie. Yeah, he's. I don't know. The, when's the last time he lost a movie? I'm saying like he'll lose in Collateral, or he'll lose in Mission Impossible to a fight with. Uh, oh, yeah, he'll lose. He'll lose a fight, but he won't like lose the movie. No, no, he'll win the overall like like. Oh, he won the day, but he'll lose the main fight. Well, he's. I think he's okay with like admitting like yeah, you know maybe uh, what's his name uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah, maybe Henry Cavill could beat the fuck out of me. He like, did. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he, he can admit that he can, he can outsmart him in scenes too. Like he'll, you know, he's not like, which makes him, which he'll never make the rock like that good because he'll never be in a in a position like Tom Cruise's to like really get fucked up. When do we ever see the rock get fucked yeah, up? Doesn't like even in like Hobbs and Shaw. I'm like, like, come on. Yeah, Vin Diesel beats him barely in yeah. Fast Five, and it's a terrible fight, but he beats barely. him barely in Fast Five. But Tom Cruise, we never grew up with Tom Cruise as like the main dude, the biggest, the biggest actor on the planet. We're like we were. We grew up on the last edge of that. Yeah. Right. But well, I remember like the first time I really remember like the pop culture conversation being about Tom Cruise. The second half of Mission Impossible's or oh, Jack Reacher's. No, I'm talking about the the first time it was really apparent to me was like Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder was this like rousing comeback for him. Right. It was Dad, like and then he, he doesn't take himself that seriously. People were like, "Oh, he's Tom Cruise." Like, you know, there's all these issues with him because, like, I I think I think we've named like there's a shit ton of asexual issues. real life. What are we calling? We didn't really answer. I I, I had to guess. Like, if I had addicted, was, so, so, addicted so is, to adrenaline. So, so like this this gets into a similar thing as we were talking about with like McKay and um and Will Ferrell. Like, we normally we don't. Like talking too much about like a guy. Nah, nah, I'll talk about this guy and his asexuality. No, I'm saying normally we don't, but like Tom Cruise, it's such a part of all his movies. Yeah, but he gets he got with both Nicole Kidman and Katie Holmes, and it's like, and they both ended in terrible marriages. And like, lucky guy though. And like Nicole Kidman, like in interviews, is a pretty open person. She will not talk a millisecond about Tom Cruise. And Tom I get Cruise, it though. You have a, oh, I get. Oh no, she, you have an ex-husband who's like one of the biggest stars on the planet. So if you like, say anything bad about him, everybody will be on your ass. Also, there's probably NDAs. It's, it's yeah, but aside from there being NDAs, I wouldn't want to talk because if you say one bad word about Tom Cruise, oh, you 
girl like Top Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she's like her and Katie Holmes are the only people that can't. Also, I just also I've lived in a house with our mom who just like loves to just shit on Tom Cruise. So I've I've always heard these stories. I always made fun of her because I'm like, all the issues you can have, you know. We we, we record during the whole Brooke Shields bit, right? Yeah. So I'm just like. You know, if, if all the issues you could have, like, is that, that's your top issue? I'm like, the Scientology in this guy yeah. is insane. Evil, evil man. Yeah, I think still a great movie star. Great movie star. I think our next, our generation of actors, like, who, who are the top actors? They're all a bunch of skinny femboys. Like, there, Timothy Chalamet. There's single guy I, I can think of that's, like, a Tom Cruise. Right, what I'm saying is, like, Brad Pitt and Leo are leaving. Guys like that are leaving. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, those guys are older. Our guys today are skinny femboys. So, so there's like, so like, there's a guy who has a few more movies coming out. He's finally done with Marvel. There's like a guy like Chris Evans. Chris Evans is older. I'm talking about like a like a like a 28 year old. Oh no, there's not a single 28 year old. But they're all femboys. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Tom Holland. Yeah, no. Who do we have? There's not a single guy like Tom Cruise out there. Who could even um? What's his name from Lady Bird? Lucas Hedges. Maybe get there one. I haven't seen a Lucas Hedges movie in a minute. Yeah, I mean, I really do feel bad for what's what are action movies going to look like. You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll find more guys like Henry Cavill, but you need a guy like Tom Cruise, right? Who is just kind of absence of character. You can just plug him into a movie. Well, also you got to remember this is like, bef- like up until he stops working with Spielberg in like 2005. He's doing a tour. He's doing sick movies, yeah. He's doing a tour-driven cinema. Even if, he, like, even if he's not, they're awesome movies. He's, no, but like even a movie like Top Gun, it's it's a Tony Scott. He's an auteur yeah, with Scott. a with a vision, and that's what I'm saying. He's like he's like you know he's like put me in a movie and let's get the best people behind it, and we will only make the movie better. Right. You know, I would love it if he like I was hearing this on another podcast, like saying, "Yo, why doesn't he just work again with Cameron Crowe?" And I was like, "That'd be great." And they, they did a movie about being in your 60s. I'm like... No, he's never doing that. Well, I don't know, because he, he's, he's got to be done with action movies sooner rather than later. So he's doing... he dead yeah. re- So Dead Reckoning Part 1 comes out 2023. Part- dead Reckoning Part 2, I'm guessing, is 2024. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Top Gun 2. Is that the end of his action movies? Uh, so he's filming a movie in space. Oh, yeah. Have doing, you heard of this? Yeah, he's doing like the single character space movie. It's probably going to go like insane in space. That's what I'm getting. Well, so my understanding, no, it's an action in space. So people that don't know this, he made a deal with uh, SpaceX with SpaceX and they're actually like going to like, um, um, they're just above the atmosphere so he can be in zero gravity to actually film this movie. It's, yeah, but, Actually, but there's insane. no other actors. Who's he fighting against? CGI no, I think monsters? there's gonna be other actors in there. Oh, those are other actors. Yeah, I think other people. It's supposed to be a whole film. Ooh, who's our like? Who's our who's our fan cast of B guys to put in that movie? Everybody, I gotta check it. This like, I, I might already been cast. I think there's a chance. Like, I'll okay, who who who's like the best B guy? I'm sticking <laughs> with Cruz in that movie. No idea. Mm, like Dan Stevens, maybe put him in. Dan there? Stevens as in, the villain. Da- I love Dan Stevens. Yeah, as the villain. It's a perfect villain. Uh, all we got left today is uh, best Tony Scott movie. Rest in peace. Ooh, wait, wait. Let, let me check about this. Let uh, me just talk about mine. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Just wait. Well, before we finish on the whole Tom Cruise, he also has a live, die, repeat sequel. Never happened. That, no, it. Uh, they actually said that it's. Uh, um, it's actually like closer to happening than ever. They're actually trying to, but for the SpaceX movie. Oh yeah, sure. 
it is... Listen, I mean, they made the Snyder Cut. Anything's possible. They're just saying that it was co- It was an idea by Tom Cruise. Doug Liman and Christopher McQuarrie wrote the script and Christopher McQuarrie... And Doug Liman's directing. I like Christopher McQuarrie a lot. Well, Christopher McQuarrie does all, is like his guy now. Yeah. Uh, but Doug Liman, great director. Doug Liman's good. Great director. Uh, you know, he did... Rounders. He, not Rounders. He did... Uh, swingers. Swingers. Also, Born Identity. Yeah, it doesn't matter, though. He did Swingers. Make Swingers in space. You got yourself an A-plus Oh, he movie. did Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I know he did Edge of Tomorrow. He did Edge of Tomorrow. His best movie is still Swingers, in my opinion, though. All right, but you wanted to get into best Tony Scott movies? Best Tony Scott movie. Rest in peace. Uh, I get the list of like the best five. I'm going to say best five, six. All right. Crimson Tide, number one. True, True Romance. Top Gun. Unstoppable slash Man on Fire. Really not a huge fan of either, but but Man on Fire has the better Denzel performance. And then we got Beverly Hills Cop too. Oh wait, wait. So you you believe Tom um Timson Cried is like best movie? It's his best movie. Everything else it's, is up for grabs. I think it's it's for me. It's not even a question. It's a hundred percent. I'm saying everything else there is up for grabs. Oh, I, Top all, Gun's probably number I, two. I think you also forgot Last Boy Scout because we haven't seen it. But Last Boy I've Scout. I've seen Last Boy Scout. Oh, is it, it doesn't even make the list. Listen, these are. These are, I mean, Unstoppable Man on Fire have like your, like, you put Denzel in there a little bit and it's like really good. Well, I'll just, I'll just take a few seconds just to talk about Crimson Tide because Crimson Tide to me is a fucking masterpiece. It is. It's it shouldn't one my, work. It's, it shouldn't work, but it works so well. I've never cared more about mutiny more in my life. Like it 60 is, guys stuck on a submarine the whole movie. Yeah, but it's, it's Denzel versus Gene uh, Hackman. Gene Hackman. And if you'd ask uh, Denzel or best actors you've worked with, he's like, Hackman. Yeah. And you get, you get Vigo sprinkled, on there, sprinkled in there as well. Vigo's gr- so good in that movie. I love how, like, the red, he has, like, the red sweat beating down his, beating down him, the whole film. I'm saying, in the beginning of, um, in the beginning of Top Gun, we get a little Crimson Tide look when they're, yeah. uh, when they're looking at the, the scouting, right? You see, you get the little red and blue on it, on the well, face. What makes you feel more patriotic, Crimson Tide or Top Gun? Top Gun. For me, I feel so patriotic when I'm watching. Uh, Are we Crimson putting Tide? Crimson Tide, Top Top Gun, and like best sports movie, ca- best of war movie calibers? Because they're not not um Crimson Tide. Yes, uh Top Gun. No, why not? Top Gun. So is, is it a sports movie then? Yeah, it's closer to a sports movie or even a like a turn like a like a like a summer camp tournament movie kind of thing. You know what I mean? Summer camp torn. If it were, if they had clear guidelines on how people won, it would be a good sports. Yeah, story. but it's it, it's not because it's like you know you, it it feels like it feels like a, it's a hangout movie. Who decides who's the best? How do you know that who's it's the so best? It's so unclear. Yeah, because it is it they didn't do any one v ones versus Iceman versus uh, no, Maverick, no. which they should have by the way. <laughs> Put them up in the air, see who wins. That's what I would do. Put him like 4,000 clicks away from each other. I don't know how to decide. I don't know how much clicks. I have no idea. But um, for me, it's clear number two, though. All right. Top Gun 2. What do you want to see? Top, Ma- oh, wait, Top I was Gun 2. Say, well, I was Maverick. Say, clearly, like, after Crimson Tide, our second favorite's uh, Top True Gun. Romance, right? Uh, uh, Top Gun's my number two. Oh, True Romance for me is number two. Right. Top Gun's number three. Fine. All uh, right. I'm not going to argue with that. But um, what do you got? Top Gun 2, Maverick. Like, two minutes. What do you want to see? I Top just, Gun 2, Maverick. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to see what everyone tells me is so great about the movie. I want to see amazing jets flying in the air. They tried to capture them like going mock speeds on camera, which sounds really hard. They're putting IMAX cameras in planes. Yeah. You want to watch it. 
It sounds awesome. We're seeing it on Sunday, and I'm hyped. And I'm we're seeing, seeing it in IMAX. IMAX. Largest, first, second largest theater on the planet. IMAX theater. Miles Teller, John Hamm. So there's, oh yeah, so, Great the, sur- stuff. so the surrounding cast that I'm really excited for is uh, big, I'm big Miles Teller guy, but more importantly, they also got uh, uh, the guy from, from the setup. I'm a big fan of that. The dude in the setup. Yeah, you I like what? that guy. I like that guy. Nah, he's like... Uh, no one will know his name anywhere anyway, so it doesn't matter. I always forget, I always forget his name. If we even said his name, you'd be It's like, not even forget his name. We never knew his name. No, I, I know his name occasionally. Give me a minute, I'll probably... He's the dude it. in the setup. Let, it, let, us be, let him be that. That's all you need to know is that he's in the setup, though. I don't know if people even. So I saw the first set. I saw like the first. I saw like a five minute clip when they did the Multiverse of Madness screening. Yeah. And didn't love it. But then when I look at Top Gun, I realize why I like Top Gun is that, you know, it was just like a little like fun training scene they showed us. And that's Mm -hmm. not the parts of Top Gun that I loved, right? I like seeing what flying does to people. Like yes. the, the psychological trauma. And then I love every scene on the base when they're just chilling, doing their little homoerotic session. I'm excited to see the sports scene. And um, the actor I was talking about is Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell, I actually know who that is. Yeah, I, kn- I know you. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, we, we know who he is. But I want to see, you know, now that we have these cameras, can we see some people getting really nervous, having panic attacks? Up well, there? so the whole thing was that. Because they were filming in real planes, IMAX cameras in, in IMAX cameras in real planes, the camera operators couldn't be in the planes with them. So they had to teach. They didn't just had to teach these actors how to fly the planes. They also had to teach them how to operate the camera while they're flying, which is like sounds difficult as fuck to me. U.S. Army put up money for this one as well. They put up money for Top Gun. They put up money for this. Who? U.S. Army. I don't know. I don't know if they put up money for this. I know I know they put up money for the first one. Um, but if I also had to guess, if I'm Paramount, I'm like, we, we don't want you to see any of the returns. We want to we want to see the money returns. They need money. They need, it's not, like, it's no, not no, 1984 like, the, anymore. The, the, the reason this, mo- this movie has been held for so long is because they're like, ah, it's going to be a massive hit. Just I think saying. it will be. It's not, think... like, it's not even a question. They're like, it's going to be a hit. So we will hold it throughout the entirety of COVID. I haven't heard one bad word about this movie. Have not, oh, everybody loves it. I can't wait to see I, it. I, 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 I ask anybody, like, what's the plot? They're like, ah, it's a great movie. I'm like, what's the plot? They're like, ah, isn't it great? Yeah. They, they won't even respond to that question. We don't, I don't, I don't necessarily it's just, expect It's about that. planes going fast. Oh, it's the same thing like Mission Impossible. Like, those are sick movies. Oh, yeah. I couldn't tell you what happens in the Mission Impossible. Couldn't tell you what happens in any of the six Mission Impossible movies. I do. First one, I could. First one, I, I could. I could not. First one, I could. I, I'm good. I don't even need you to tell me for it to be sick. But Miles Teller, you think he needs this movie? Yes. Miles Teller what has he done? needs exactly. Uh, I know he has another movie coming out, Escape at Spiderhead. Oh, that's a big one. That's a really big one I've heard about. Yeah, Netflix movie. Yeah, I think it's just Spiderhead. It's, yeah, it's used to, it used to be called Escape yeah. from Spiderhead. Now it's just Spiderhead. Is that another um, Agbo? Is that another uh, uh, Russo production? It would, make, it would make sense if it was because it also stars Chris Hemsworth. I'm saying... Uh, because Gray Man is Netflix's most expensive movie ever. That's what they're saying. I saw the trailer for the Gray Man. It looks sick. I was like, oh. It looks like Mission Impossible. You just replaced Tom Cruise with like Chris Evans or something. No, no. Or with Ryan the, Gosling. With Go- I was like, I was like, this looks like some really fun you know action set pieces. Chris Evans looks exactly like Henry Cavill does in Mission Impossible 6. I love when they're like, it's just the two greatest spies. 
going off against each it's other. It's a serious version of the Hitman's Bodyguard. That's that's what it looks like. Oh no, my understanding is it was they're trying to do you know there's like the white spy black spy books. Oh yeah, spy v spy. Yeah, they're just they're basically just doing spy v. They're just doing spy v spy, or I don't know my fucking spy versus spy. Spy versus spy. You know when you say the word, you're just like, is it a real word? Yeah, I know it's. <laughs> All right, uh, Top Gun Two, we're watching it. We're gonna pot about it. All right, let's uh, let's jet our way out of this podcast. Yeah, I went there.